0: Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to
1: hear. Our lesson this morning is from Matthew chapter 5. Listen for the word of God. ears are open. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand and gives it light to all in the house. In the same way, your light shines before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated.
0: Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Who are you? In my house these days, if you ask that question, the answer is often Elsa, Chewbacca, Buzz Lightyear, Daniel Tiger. My children are three and six and their imaginations are wild and vibrant and full in the best ways. And not only do they readily take on the identities of these characters that they love, but they put them on us. So mom, you are Olaf or you're a monster who's chasing me around. You're a stormtrooper, and I'm gonna get away from you. Sam, my three-year-old, sometimes wants me to be a puppy dog and get on the floor on all fours and eat pretend food off the floor, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't. My sister-in-law, Alex, my brother's wife, uh, for a long time worked for Disney. She has a graduate degree in movie production, and she worked on Disney movies like Moana and Wreck-It Ralph and Tangled. She definitely wins the coolest aunt prize. None of our other siblings or their spouses have a chance uh, when that is her job. One of the many benefits of that job was she got deep, deep discounts on Disney merchandise. So for years, she would send us costume after costume after costume. So we have princess dresses complete with tiaras and and shoes. We have a full Woody costume with a cowboy hat and a little bandana and the cutest little boots that you've ever seen. Sadly, she no longer works for Disney. And sad for me, actually, she got a promotion with a different company that's better for her. So it's a selfish sadness, but we don't get all of these costumes anymore, uh, which is the definition of a privilege problem, I know. But we do, for the moment, have these costumes uh, that they love, so they have countless opportunities to put on the costumes, to try on these multiple identities, sometimes within moments of one another, and they do it boldly, and they do it with joy. Who are you? This is, of course, the title of our worship series for January and February. It's on the front of your bulletin. You're invited to wear name tags each week. Who are you? we put our name, that's one answer to our question so that we can let one another know who we are. It's an act of hospitality for our guests who show up to worship. It allows an even playing field. It allows us to call one another by name, which is a gift. So one way to answer the question, who are you, is by saying your name. But of course, all of us carry within ourselves multiple identities. Who are you? Your answer may be, I'm a mother, I'm a sophomore in high school, I'm a basketball player, I'm an executive VP of my company, I'm PTA president, I'm a nurse, an entrepreneur, an artist, a son, a spouse, a Harry Potter fanatic, I'm a Democrat or a Republican, a Bernie bro or a Trump supporter. Who are you? You may say, I'm a friend, I'm a volunteer, I'm a tennis junkie or a golfer or a lawyer, an animal lover, an activist, a coach, a sister, a teacher. I'm a straight shooter. I'm a Boy Scout. I'm a Girl Scout. I'm a singer. I'm a dancer. Who are you? We started this worship series in January with the baptism of Jesus and the good news that Jesus is God's beloved child, and we share in that identity with Jesus, so we too are God's beloved children. That's one answer to the question, who are you? You are God's beloved. Last week, we heard the beginning of perhaps Jesus' most famous sermon, that sermon on the mount where he preaches from a mountaintop. He showers blessings upon his listeners and upon the world. He particularly blesses the people and the parts of ourselves and the experiences that can feel unloved or rejected. And the face of all of the world knows Jesus says, yes, he proclaims blessing. He says, blessed are. So who are you? You are blessed. Blessed today, Jesus gives us a newer, deeper answer to that question. He's still on that mountain. He's still preaching. So the text that we heard Teddy read for us comes in the middle of this Sermon on the Mount. So right after he says, blessed are, he then says, you are salt. You are light. So who are you? You are salt and you are light. What does that mean? Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You are salt and you are light, Jesus says. You are beloved, you are blessed, you are salt, you are light. We know the phrase salt of the earth. We use it to describe people who are good and kind and humble, often down to earth. We know the song, This Little Light of Mine, right? I'm going to let it shine, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Jesus says, you are salt and you are light. Now in John's gospel, he says, of course, that Jesus is the light of the world. The light has come into the world and the darkness cannot overcome it. That is true. We believe that. We proclaim that good news But I think it's really interesting that here in Matthew's gospel, we have Jesus saying, You, my followers, my disciples, those who believe in me, it's not just that I'm light, but you're light. You have light to shine. And he doesn't say, You are salt and you are light if you do X and Y and Z. He doesn't say, You're salt and you're light if you say these magic words or behave in this way, he pronounces us as salt and light in the same way that he pronounces us as blessed. By virtue of sharing in my identity, Jesus says, you are salt and you are light. But, and as we said last week, there's always a but with Jesus, he says, you are salt, but you can lose that salinity. You can take that light and you can hide it under a bushel. The good news is that it is true, is that you, every single one of you, you can season the world, you can preserve it, you can keep people from slipping, you can shine your light of goodness and hope and mercy and love and justice and forgiveness. This is within you. This is who you are. This is who I have created you to be. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to have been in church your whole life or never made a mistake. You've got this within you. You are salt. You are light. That's good news. But the hard news is it can be really difficult to live out. His whole message in this Sermon on the Mount is that the values of the world that we live by are not the values of the kingdom of God. We talked about this last week. The world uses violence as a tool of coercion, and Jesus practices peace. The world values power power and Jesus dies on a cross. The world privileges those with money, and Jesus says, blessed are the poor. So to be salt who stays salty, and to be light that shines brightly instead of hiding, we've gotta do the work to shift our values, to trust in Jesus, to be bold. When this feels hard or overwhelming, like we may be rejected or reviled or feel uncomfortable, Jesus says, do not be afraid because this is who you are. This is who God created you to be, and you are mine. You are my beloved. We are not alone, and we are made for this. We are made to be salty. We're made to shine our light, not for our own glory, but for the glory of God. Who are you? You are salt and you are light. We are, of course, all of those others, identities that we named, and more. You may be a sophomore, or a husband, or a dancer. And some of our identities, they stay solid with us. But many of them shift, y'all know this, either naturally because we move out of one season and into another. Sometimes that shifts unexpectedly and in ways we do not see coming, in ways we don't welcome. Through death or divorce, you may no longer be a husband in the way that was recently critical to who you saw yourself as being, to your identity. Maybe through an injury, you're no longer able to be a star soccer player, and that has shifted your whole world. You lose your job that you thought was central to your identity. It's how you spent your time and your energy, your gifts. You don't have that job. You don't know who you are anymore without it. You get a phone call, and they say, you have cancer. You're a survivor. You're a patient. Maybe your daughter calls and says, I'm adopting. We got the good news. And suddenly, you're a grandparent. Our identities are shifting. They're shifting all the time in ways small and big, joyful and painful, unexpected and longed for. As adults, we may not put those costumes on and off all the time, shifting our identities wildly and joyfully, but we do try to figure out who we are. We do take on identities that are not of our own choosing that someone else or some circumstance places on us. And Jesus is with us through all of that. But like those costumes that my kids are beginning to outgrow, I'm sorry to say that the Woody outfit is two years old and finally made its way to Goodwill because those little boots don't fit Sam anymore. (laughs) Most of the identities we take on, they're temporary, even and especially those that we may cling most tightly to. Who are you? The best news is our identity in Jesus Christ that is always secure, that never changes. No matter what we do or don't do, say or don't say, whatever job we have, whatever our status is in the world, Jesus says, you are my beloved, you are blessed, and you are salt, and you are light. That is never, ever going to change through all of the things that we may face. And our choice then is to respond by living with integrity into this identity, whatever else may be shifting or changing in our own ways, and our own seasons, Jesus says you can shine light to the glory of God. Because with so much shifting all the time, the world desperately needs God's light and Jesus desperately needs us to shine it. We're each gonna do that in our own salty ways, but Jesus does give us a playbook. He says we feed the hungry, we clothe the naked, we visit those who are sick and in prison We question the values of the world that call some blessed, the rich and the powerful, the healthy and the happy, the comfortable and the privileged, and we start to see through Jesus' eyes. We call blessed the outcast and the marginalized, those who are mourning, those who are oppressed, and we do what we can to make some shifts in the world. We speak out against violence. We practice peace every day in our relationships. We forgive and we love. We seek justice and love kindness and walk humbly with God. We don't hide our light under a bushel because Jesus gave it to us. God made us for that light. Who are you? You are salt. You are light. You are light. Know that. Believe that. You are light. This is who Jesus says you are, no matter what other identities we are living into or putting on or taking off or shifting in and out of. I hope that all of us today can know that we are that light and be bold enough to shine it wherever we go for the glory of God. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen. But as you go forth this day, go forth with this blessing. Leave this place knowing that in Jesus Christ, you are salt and you are light. May we be a people, no matter else what is going on, that are unafraid to shine our light to the glory of God. Go forth with that good news and the peace of Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.